This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Here we go again. This is the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Hey, what's up? This is your host, Jesse Carter. Pro Wrestling Shoot. It's about to get exciting. Pro Wrestling Shoot. How long is this going to last? Pro What's going on, everybody? This is Jesse Carter, and you are listening to the Pro Wrestling Shoot. As always, I'm joined with my co-host, James Bernard Jr. What's going on, man? What's going on, my friend? We're, what, I believe three weeks away from Christmas, so hyped up for that. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, Fresh fresh Monday, you know, off of uh, Sunday's great pay-per-view. We're about to get into that right now, though. Uh. If uh, you haven't read the title, which I'm sure you have, this is uh, NXT War Games 2020, man. It's my favorite NXT pay-per-view. Um, I'm, ex- I'm excited to get into this one. Um, me and you, James, have actually attended a War Games. Uh, this is one of the best things to watch from NXT, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, it was very hypeful when they announced it. You know, we had to jump on the train for that. And uh, still going to go down and say ours was the f- was the best one. Uh, I would agree, man. Um, 2018 was the best war games, but this one was really good. Um, we're going to start it off real quick with um, a dark match. You want to go ahead and tell them what was on the dark match? Because I, I don't know if this was dark or what, but I didn't see this on no pre-show or nothing. Yeah, I'm not sure yet. Maybe I just thought about it. Maybe they're going to air it on like uh, the next coming um, NXT because they've done that before. But uh, as you see here, we got Legado del Fantisma, which is consisting of uh, Santos Escobar, Raul Mendoza, and Joaquim. Uh, I don't even know pronounce his last name. Who the uh, hell are these guys? Uh, the one guy, uh, Santos, was that one uh, luchador wrestler that was from Mexico. And then he started feuding with the uh, uh, one dude from TNA. He was a big thing. He <laughs> Man, it's been a while. I forgot his name. Um, the one that kept feuding with R Truth for the twenty four seven title, I forgot his name, but uh, yeah, he's that luchador, and then all of a sudden he unmasked and he was a heel. <laughs> yeah, he was that luchador. I still, I still don't know who the hell this is, man. Like, I, I've, I've been, I've been just barely keeping up with NXT Raw SmackDown. Like, um, just a couple of weeks ago, I finally started getting back into all that programming. I, I usually just catch AEW. It's it's been a job to keep up with everything the WWE's going got going on, but um, Raw was great, dude. This last week, Raw was great tonight. Um, uh, SmackDown I thought was really good. Uh, NXT was has been killing it at least the last couple of weeks that I've been watching, man. So um, po- nothing but positive um, notes for for WWE going on right now. Um, which is great, man, because I'm I've always been a WWE fan, and I'll I'll never stop uh, being a fan of WWE. No matter how bad this product gets, I can just only hope to uh, to root them in the right direction, man. I I really hope that they do good, and seems like they're kind of getting back on track. Yeah, they're going the right direction because I know when AEW was in the talks, everyone mostly that at least me and you we shifted over to AEW. WWE's picking it up. They pretty been they've been pretty good with the pay per views besides the last one of course, but um, they're drifting in the right direction. So just keep it up and uh, hopefully they keep it up like this with fans in the future. So who won this dark match? Uh, <laughs> Legado del Fantasma defeated Kurt Stallion, Ashante the Adonis, and August Gray, whoever the hell that is, and uh, yeah, he the. One dude was El Hijo del Fantasma. He was from Mexico, and he feuded with Drake Maverick, if you recall, for the cruiser, uh, the NXT Cruiserweight Championship. Oh, yeah, that's right. That okay, guy, okay. Which I thought it was a dumb move to pull the mask, but, you know, it's WWE's logic. Okay, so obviously this match doesn't count towards the War Games uh, rating or anything else like that because we, we were just going to announce that it was a dark match that uh, 
nobody, I guess, seen. I mean, I didn't see probably, it. Maybe some other people did, but I didn't. I didn't get to see this one. Probably going to air on this upcoming NXT. They've done it in the past. That could be the case. So they kick off War Games tonight. Well, last night, and what a start! Um, what a start to War Games, dude. So I never really get, I never really, I mean, anybody who's listening to this obviously knows I, I never really get too excited for any sort of gimmick woman's match, um, which wasn't the case this night because I was actually excited as soon as I seen Team Shotzi. Um, what, a, what a stacked team, man. It was Team Candice versus Team Shotzi, Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai, Raquel Gonzalez, and Tony Storm. Versus Shotzi Blackheart, Ember Moon, Rhea Ripley, and Io Shirai. Man, like, Team Shotzi was stacked, dude. These are, like, some of my favorite women performers all on one team. Um, This match went 35 minutes and 22 seconds, and it was a banger of a match. Why don't you get into some of the highlights, James? Oh, man, I think we should go to the one that everyone's been, you know, throwing memes on, and that was Io Shirai putting the dump, uh, trash can right over on top of the cage and just jumping right on all seven other women what a crazy spot just it, very free flying different. oh yeah you don't see that often i mean and i agree they had a stacked team shotzi blackheart's team was very stacked glad amber Boon, uh went back to nxt because they were just practically kicking her to the side on the main roster then she had that major major injury you shirai you know i will say Great talented wrestler. I wish they would have kept um I wish they would have kept her tag partner on NXT, but of course she went to Raw and then eventually left to Japan and that was Kyrie Sane. Um and then of course you gotta include Ray Ripley in there. Just a very stacked team and what a fantastic match and I'm just gonna say now they had the better war games match in my opinion. The women. Well now you're just giving away spoilers. So Dude, yeah, I mean, this was definitely a banger, man. Um, a, a spot that stuck out to me was when Ember Moon did that that little top rope stunner that she normally does the off the top chairs. rope. When she, yeah, when she did that on the chairs, dude. Um, who'd she do that to? Was it was it Dakota or I was it Candice LeRae? I believe it was Dakota Kai. Was it Dakota that that took the tear the chair shot, dude? I that looks so. brutal. That shit looked painful. So, yeah, they they definitely sold it, man. There was a lot more spots that we're not even going to get into on this. Like, we're not going to go into detail. I didn't really even take any notes for this pay-per-view or anything, but I'm just going strictly based off of memory. And when I was watching this, man, I was popping. Like, this was this was definitely a great way to kick off War Games and, and a good way to build the anticipation for the rest of the night. Um, what an excellent match! And uh, just, oh, yeah, was, two other so fun. two other spots I can recall was Candice. Uh, I think it was Candice LeRae practically jumped right onto Yusha um, Rai with the trash can over, her, I believe, or maybe it was Dakota Kai. Um, man, what an excellent, what an excellent shot right to the sternum! Tried to wiggle the trash counter, and man, she couldn't even get it off there after she hit her. And then, of course, the one that possibly maybe broke Candice LeRae's arm we're not sure still being checked on is uh, i believe it was eo shirai jumping onto candace from the ladder of the with the chair on top on top of her that was just a yeah. devastating spot but man these women just went all out and uh would you agree with the outcome of who won um i, I don't know i was a fan of team shotzi i really thought they should have went over but i mean i'm i wasn't mad I wasn't mad at the at the finish for this match. There, there was a couple of notes, though, that I did take during this match that I found kind of corny. <laughs> and it was like one of them was the working mallet that they had. Obviously, this was this was uh, a gimmicked mallet. It, it didn't look real. Um, you could it, it, it had a really good shot of the mallet that looked really plastic. Very rubbery. Almost. Yeah. And uh I remember Rhea Ripley taking a couple shots to somebody um, right in the, the stomach and back. And, you know, th those things like, it, I don't know if you guys are, are working people or not <laughs> listening to this, but I work with these kind of tools all the time. And let me tell you, you take one of these, these hammers to the stomach or the back, you're done for. 
this is this is a finish uh, like that. <laughs> and this would probably end your life in some cases, or at least paralyze you. There was another spot where um, uh, was it Dakota Kai that went through the ladder? Who was the one that broke through the ladder? Um, wasn't that the ending? I believe that was the ending spot. Correct. I think that was Io Shirai. <laughs> I think what the end was it Io? Spot. Okay, so when when Io Shirai broke through the ladder, I can't even remember, dude. That's yeah. so crazy. But it when was, one uh, of them broke the ladder in my notes, I put um, that you could see the where they cut the ladder, where they gimmicked the ladder to break. And when, where she landed wasn't even where this ladder broke. So it was kind of silly. Um, the spot didn't look as good as it should have because she didn't, she didn't land in the correct area of the ladder <laughs> that broke. But it's okay. Um, everything that they, these women did in this match definitely made up for the couple of uh, nitpicky spots that I'm pointing out right now. I just thought that I would bring it to everybody's attention. Um, not, not shitting on the match whatsoever, man. This match was great. Um, it was definitely the best way that you could have possibly wanted to, uh, start war games off. So yeah, man. I mean, I'm not mad at the finish. No, I think uh, it was the right finish. It was, uh, Honestly, the, you know, I was going back and forth thinking ah, I was okay with a finish and then just going off about it. And I thought the right team went over. The finish was perfectly fine. Of course, the tallest woman had to, like, throw yours to right through the ladder for the one, two, three. Perfectly fine. Team Candace, I think, needed it more. Shots, team shots, they're already over as is. So I'm fine with the win. Um, and I think we forgot to mention um, Indy Hartwell actually getting involved in the war games. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, obviously, I believe it was Candace. She was just sucking it out. And uh, I believe it was um, Ray Ripley that got attacked by Indy Hartwell. That was the one from uh, the last pay-per-view, which was Halloween Havoc with the Scream mask, which, of course, we've seen that later on. Um, but she had the advantage of being the typical heel, having a five-on-four uh, advantage. And, uh, you know, Team Candace went over, and I respect who uh, who they put. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it was a great match. I do believe that Dakota Kai um, ended up with a was it Dakota Kai or was it Candice LeRae that ended up with a broken arm? It's uh, Candice. It's reported they're gonna check X rays, but that's a report that she might have broken it. So hopefully, it's not. Okay, a, yeah, I didn't. I didn't see the spot where she could have broken her arm, but um, maybe it was the ladder. Maybe there was more. I didn't notice it because if you notice that the when they're doing the victory, she was holding her arm during the victory so yeah i mean but like anybody watching a wrestling match you're you're only gonna like see this kind of thing and think that it's work right because i mean these women beat the shit out of each other in this match i mean exactly (laughs) but what a hell of a match um, and a great warm-up oh yeah warm-up's not even the word for it man this was a stellar performance probably match Um, of the night this is probably one of the one of the best things that I've seen for for gimmicked matches for uh, women. Um, this was definitely deserved by these by these ladies. NXT has one of the best women's rosters uh, in the in the wrestling world today. Agree. I, I don't think it's I don't think it's any secret that these women just are workhorses and absolutely kill it, man. And I know this is weird coming from my uh, listeners, our listeners because I don't normally put over the women this hard, um, but they deserve it and they killed it and they were highly entertaining. Um, I would actually go back and watch this match again. And there's not too much stuff from nowadays that I will go back and watch, but I would actually go back and watch this match again. Of course I would do so the that, same. <laughs> so that'll lead us to uh Tomasa Champa versus uh timothy thatcher singles match that went 16 minutes and 46 seconds this was a hard hitting match um there's something about timothy thatcher man that i really enjoy he he brings that old school mentality with him very hard hitting very um very 80s style uh, i just i love 80s wrestling so much man um I didn't get to grow up in the eighties watching it. I, I came in very late. I was born in 87. So I started watching wrestling at 87, I guess, because I was watching it as a baby with my brother, but obviously I'm not going to remember any of this stuff. 
Um, but what I do remember is probably around 89 to 90. And, and that's only because I remember certain moments of watching like Hulkamania and stuff like that. WrestleMania. Um, but I have gone back and watched tons of eighties wrestling and man, just plug that into my veins and, uh, let loose, man. Cause I, I absolutely love that shit. Yeah. Timothy Thatcher just has like that eighties regimen in him. Um, and what a good chemistry match. I, this honestly, this was a very, these two just matched up very nicely. Um, I don't know. It's just Timothy Thatcher just has that chemistry with them, that attitude. It kind of felt like an eighties attitude slash just very old school wrestling to me. And, uh, I've liked him since he fought Matt Riddle in that fight pit, if you recall that. Um, he's he's a great character. Just, wow, what a what an excellent wrestler. He's going to go really far. And I know he hasn't been on NXT that long, but he will pave the way and possibly maybe NXT champion in the future. Who knows? Yeah, we'll see, man. I mean, a lot of these young talents are really stepping up their game. Tomasa Ciampa is no rookie by any stretch of the imagination. Um, Tomasa Ciampa is... It's just phenomenal to watch. Every I don't think I've seen a Tomasa Champa match where I was bored. This match was Very great, stellar. man. Tomasa Champ, yeah, yeah. Uh, Tomasa Champa defeats uh, Timothy Thatcher, like I said, in 16 minutes and 46 seconds. Great hard hitting match, and that will like like I said, guys. Um, actually, I didn't. I don't think I said it, but I'm gonna say it now. We're gonna keep this review a little short today. Um. I don't want to go into too much detail with this. Um, we've been busting out a lot of review shows lately, and I just don't want to overwhelm uh, you listeners with review shows. It's just something that I want to do on top of um, on top of everything that is in our archives. You know what I mean? When it comes to interviews, covering old shows, the best the best matches of of '97, and all all this all this fun stuff that we like to cover. I also want to cover my my current reviews, man, and stay up to date and give you my thoughts on this. So we're going to try to keep this short and sweet. This will bring us into the next match. But before we do that, man, I just want to give a couple of shout outs. Um, we're going to give a shout out to Conrad Cushman over in Everything Pro Wrestling. Guys, go check them out every Wednesday night after AEW Dynamite. Follow them on YouTube. Follow them on uh, Twitter. Uh, go to their Facebook page, follow their group, do whatever you got to do, man. These guys are a live stream and they give some great reviews after every AEW. Lots of fun. Uh, another shout out I'd like to bring up to is uh, Brandon and everybody over at Rant and Rave podcast. And that is every Thursday nights. Go check them out too. They talk a little bit more than just wrestling. They cover everything um, from current wrestling to movies and everything else. Pretty fun podcast. Go check them out, guys. And then a huge shout out to Chase McClendon, who does the intro theme that you hear to this podcast every single week, man. Huge shout out to him. Uh, me and him go way back. So thank you so much, Chase. And that will bring us into the next match, man. So we got Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes in a strap match. Match went 12 minutes and 52 seconds. What do you think of this one? Oh, it was a very excellent match. Cameron Grimes being the hill he is, saying that I want to use my strap, the hell with yours. And he practically put the strap on and just kept wailing on Dexter Limits, which honestly, just like we said earlier, I, I for some reason see like a brawler style with him and Timothy uh, Thatcher. Dexter Limits just has that look like, you know, I'm going to beat your ass. Like a John Moxley vibe. I don't know if you're getting that in the way. It just has that attitude. Like, I don't care. There's no stipulations to me i'm just gonna do whatever i want and what an excellent match um we don't see strap matches as often and this one just was out just this one hit the ball out of the park just dude this was one of the best strap matches that i've ever seen and the only reason i'm saying that i mean uh, don't don't murder me on twitter or anything and say that you know what about this strap match i'm gonna tell you straight out i don't remember him (laughs) <laughs> like I don't remember we don't get these often good, we really don't like, any, yeah like I don't remember any good thinging uh, any any good thing coming from a strap match <laughs> like so I, I I just cannot remember them too much I think I remember Savio Vega versus Stone Cold Steve Austin in a strap match back in like 96 um, and I couldn't even tell you how that match went because I just don't remember it's been I, I watched it one time um, strap matches are very they're one of the 
my least favorite gimmick matches. Let's just put it that way, man. Um, strap matches along with table matches. I'm just not into table matches. I'm not into strap matches. Um, this match was really fun because of all the buildup with Dexter Loomis and Cameron Grimes. Dude, Cameron Grimes reminds me of um, just that old... Uh, he, he's another one, man. Just takes me back to like the good old 80s. You know what I mean? I love the the southern accent that he brings to the table and the cockiness and everything. Um, just he's just a lot of fun to watch. And Dexter Loomis is just something straight out of. Um, I mean, I think they got Dexter Loomis. Uh, have you ever seen the show Dexter? I have used a to few air times. on Showtime. Yeah, I, I I've seen it a few times. I, I just, oh, phenomenal show, dude! You got to go check it out. Well, Dexter is is a killer who works in forensics on the TV show. He's he's a murderer who who only murders murderers <laughs> so he basically he basically is just like a vigilante that that takes justice into his own hands but only to feed his own darkness in this in this movie it's very or in this TV show it's very interesting one of my favorite TV shows dude it's it's so fun to watch um I'm pretty sure he dresses just like Dexter Loomis um, he's got the gloves and the way the, the brown shirt, the way that he has it, it's just, it's, it's just like almost just like spitting image. The only thing different is Dexter Loomis looks a lot more scary than Dexter in the TV show. And, um, I, I don't know if they got Loomis from Billy Loomis from the first scream movie, but, um, I see what you did there. WWE. I see what you did there. Dexter Loomis uh, defeating Cameron Grimes. One hell of a strap match. Very fun to watch. Um, they had some really good visuals in the match. I remember uh, Cameron Grimes throwing um, Dexter Loomis over the barricade and then Dexter Loomis popping up when has the creepy eyes and everything. Um, just cool visuals, man. A lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed this. Yeah, just the spots with Dexter Loomis just throwing um... – Cameron Grimes to both sides of the barricade, the glass barricades, if you say, with chain links. Um, man, it was just a very fun match. And then, of course, Cameron Grimes eventually uh, using the other strap that Vishal wanted to use on him. We're just wailing on Dexter and uh, eventually blindfolding him. I was like, hmm, this is a different twist of it. And, of course, you know, eventually Dexter Loomis was able to submit Cameron Grimes and of. Uh, just a, so far, just two stellar back-to-back matches and war games, of course, and I'm just very excited with the show so far. Three back-to-back matches. <laughs> that was the, um, yeah, that was the third match on the card, man. And yeah, dude, I, I going into this match, I thought this was going to be a squasher. I thought it was going to be Dexter Loomis just beating the shit out of Cameron Grimes the whole time, maybe even going shorter than twelve minutes. Um. And that well, that wasn't the case, man. I mean, Cameron Grimes got some good licks in, and it was it was it was great, man. It was a good match. I loved it. Yeah, very excellent match. Not too much uh, time on it, and it just went the perfect time. I don't. They just schemed this very perfectly well, and uh, it was honestly just the best case scenario for both of them. You don't see these often, like we said, but uh, these two worked it very nicely. Yeah, they did, man. And that's gonna take us into um, our. Fourth match, right? Fourth match of the night. Not counting that dark match. We're not even going to judge that because we didn't see it. So that's not going to be a part of this review tonight. But next we got Johnny Gargano. Gargano, Gargano, however you want to pronounce it. Johnny Gargano versus uh, Damian Priest and Leon Ruff. Um, Interesting match. Went 17 minutes and 28 seconds. This is a triple threat match. this is a triple threat North American NXT North American championship match. Um, Leon Ruff was your champion. Notice how I said was there. Uh, Leon Ruff, man. I don't know. Was this guy always named Leon Ruff? I'm not familiar with him from, from the independence or anything like that. It, has his name always been Leon Ruff or did it just become Leon Ruff in, in, in NXT? It was probably, you know? I'm not sure. I just know the way they booked him to be champion. Just randomly him and Johnny Gargano. I think Gargano was doing the open challenge and this guy just rolled him up for the win. And uh, yeah, these two already, or these three feuded before. Uh, Priest was champion, if you recall, from that uh, ladder match. Yeah. Gargano yeah. was able to beat Priest and then 
Ruff defeated Gargano, so you have these three involved. And, uh, yeah, I believe that's how it went. But, yeah, I don't well, recall if, if he was always Leon Ruff. It could have been maybe when he was in NXT. Well, <laughs> if this is a new name, they're not they're not trying very hard because, um, yeah, I mean, Leo Rush, Leon Ruff. <laughs> they fire Leo Rush. And then here comes Leon Ruff. I, I don't know. That's it's just so close. Such a corny ass name. I, I just I can't get with that name. And I thought this was going to be a terrible watch um, from Leon Ruff because, you know, he plays that ultimate underdog. Dude, this this kid surprised the hell out of me. This guy impressed the hell out of me in this match, man. I know like I was just burying the name and everything. And you guys probably weren't expecting me to say that, but um man dude leon ruff i really enjoyed watching him um i am definitely impressed johnny gargano and and damian priest of course uh put on a great match as always um this was actually a really good entertaining triple threat match man i loved what they did with leon ruff i love like the the underdog that he played made me feel for him and it made me want him to win this match. I've I never watched him. Now, I'm going to be honest. I've never seen a match with him until this match because I haven't been watching NXT. So um, except for last week and the week before that. So maybe he did fight and I just I don't know. Maybe it was a piss break or something. But um, this was the first match that I've got to see with him. And man, he made me a believer. Oh, yeah. You knew damn well they were doing the underdog story when Damian Priest uh, threw him through the plexiglass. And uh, they obviously took Leon Ruff to the back and you had the one-on-one. And even Gargano and Priest, they weren't even talking shit to each other. They were just talking shit. Go in the back. You can't handle it. You're nothing. And, man, and then Leon Ruff did the typical, you know, come back after recovering from the injury. And just, man, he just, honestly, I kind of felt the same thing. You know, you kind of you wanted to root for this kid. He was the underdog story. I mean, that's how they treated him, how he won the title in the first place. So you're thinking, okay, is he going to retain it? He kind of made you a believer. They kept using his size. I thought he was going to pull it off, man. Exactly. I mean, they had him and Priest going at it, and he's like, you're get out of the priest was practically telling back up. I'm doing all the work. You sit on the side. And Ruff just said, no. They practically did it in a way, a context of. David versus Goliath in a way. And man, he made me a believer. This is probably my first time ever seeing him as uh, myself. And uh, what an excellent match. Just a great pairing for, between the three. Yeah, man. I mean, he, he, you know, he did play that David and Goliath really good. Um, but he also, you know, stuck to the story. You know what I mean? He said, I'll defend this title against both of you. And, he was he stuck to his word, man. He was a fighting champion, and he fought till the end. Unfortunately, um, Johnny Gargano defeated Damian Priest and Leon Ruff to become the three-time NXT North American champion. Um, I'm not mad at the finish, um, but if there if there was any time that you wanted to pull the trigger on Leon Ruff, I think that last night would have been that time because. I dude, I was I was popping for this kid. I thought it was good. Um, I thought that Leon Ruff should have pulled this one out, man. I mean, I'm not mad at the finish whatsoever because Johnny Gargano was the man. But um, I think that if if they wanted fans to feed off of uh, Leon Ruff, last night would have been the would have been the time because I I thought he was going over. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you, what did you think of the uh, all the screams and crap in the crowd? And Damian Priest just doing tope suicidas all over the place and just jumping all over them. Just this tall-ass dude just wailing on them. I'm like, oh, my gosh. I would not expect it from him. Yeah, man. It was just just a fun match. This will bring us on to our main event, guys. Um, it is time. Let the war games begin. It is the Undisputed Era, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, Roderick Strong, and Bobby Fish uh, facing against Team McAfee, Pat McAfee, Pete Dunne, Danny Birch, and One. Uh, how do you sp- how do you how do you pronounce this guy's name? <laughs> uh, which is uh, One Lark- Larkin? One Larkin. 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 Okay. Um, 
wasn't a fan of this team. I really like uh, Pete Dunn, obviously, but uh, Pat McAvee, man, uh, I was really, you know, I, I was impressed with his debut. This is his second match. So, I mean, you got to give him credit for, for a second match. There's a lot of things that felt very uh, practiced in this match. Uh, leading off, you know, there was a there was a table bump from Pat McAvee that just looked um, just very performance center esque, um, where he just kind of jumped off the top rope and into this title or into this table. Um, it 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 was good. The match was really good. I mean, it was a very slow start. This match went forty five minutes, man. Long match. Um, it it was good. I, I just remember the, t- the table spot looked ridiculous. With those um, Japanese tables. <laughs> there was one. Yes. The, and there, there was one thing that I just could not get over, man. And that was when, um, that was when Adam Cole hit his finish on Pat McAfee and had him kick out. Um, completely no sold the finish, man. And it, I thought that it discredited Adam Cole and his finish for this rookie to kick out, man. You know, it just reminds me of like when you're playing, um, I'm sorry for the video game reference, everybody, but when you're playing um, a 2K game and somebody takes um, Vince McMahon and turns him into a hundred overall character, (laughs) (laughs) you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and he just no sells the fuck out of your finishers. I, that's just like one of those instances for me that it just like completely discredited Adam Cole. I seen what they did because Adam Cole, if you guys haven't known these guys, these guys undisputed era have been into all four war games matches. So every war games you seen undisputed era. So they, they are the King, the Kings of war games. And Um, so I seen that Adam Cole usually gets the finish in all the matches, right? Like he, he's the one that pulls, pulls it like on the, I think, I think they've won two, right? I believe you were right. Yeah. They didn't win the one we went to the first one. I believe they, yeah, the one we went, they lost this one. They won the the first one. Did they win? Did they win the first? I think they won the first and the, I think they won the first and then this one. I know they lost the second one. I think the third one was with Keith Lee, and I think they no, they won last year too. Did they win last year? Okay, maybe they won three then. Yes, I think they won last year. So Adam Cole usually gets the finish, is what I'm saying here. Um, I think he wanted to hand this one off, and I do believe Kyle O'Reilly pulled off the finish in this one. They ended up defeating Team McAvee. Um, Kyle O'Reilly, man, and Roderick Strong. And Bobby Fish, dude. I mean, I, I'm not going to discredit Adam Cole here, but dude, these three are just sound in-ring technicians. Are they not? Oh, of course. I mean, everyone knows, obviously, uh, Bobby Fish and Kyle O'Reilly. Just a great chemistry tag team. Um, obviously, coming from ROH, Adam Cole, you know. Practically, like you said, he's handing the torch to these guys like, hey, I've done it all. You know, you guys get the win. Why don't you pick it up? And yeah, they've been in every war games. They're practically the kings of it. Um, I don't think they're going to be in the following war games. I think eventually they're going to be pulled up to the main roster. And uh, you know, maybe maybe Adam Cole would be the only one to go. Um, and like we mentioned in our group chat, um, Roderick Strong he got a lot of attention on him, and maybe he maybe be the next one to go for the championship. Probably him and Dunn with their rivalry. I'm just going to put it out there. I think it's going to be Finn Bauer, Roger Strong, and uh, Pete Dunn, just with their little rivalry for the title. Probably the next pay-per-view. Well, that'll be a um, that'll be a great match, dude. I, I would have to agree with that. That'd be fun to watch. Um, I think, dude, Roger Strong, Kyle O'Reilly, and Bobby Fish, and Adam Cole, these guys were killing it long before NXT was even a thing, man. And they've always been sound technicians. It's it's really sad that a lot of people don't know these guys from their New Japan days, from their ROH days. Um, dude, these guys are not new kids on the block, man. They've been around a long time. And I would really hope that they stay in NXT just because I don't want the Undisputed Era to break up. How many factions do we really have on WWE that are actually 
worth watching. We don't have very many, so I would really like the Undisputed Era to stay a thing. I don't want them to break up, and I feel like a main roster debut would do that to him. Now, here's the here's the get around for that, because I know Adam Cole really does want to go to the main roster. He's he stated it like that. He he wants to leave NXT. He wants to try on Raw. He wants to go on SmackDown. He wants to be a star player. And so I would not want to hold that back from him. Um, that's his dream. He really wants to do that. So I hope that for his sake that it does happen. I would prefer it to stay on NXT because I like what they're doing. Um but maybe just incorporate uh, incorporate NXT with WrestleMania a little bit more. So that way they can have their big WrestleMania moment when a crowd comes back. Of course, like you said, there's no really big factions on the main roster. I mean, they kept the shield on for some time, for some while. This is just a great... We need a faction. We haven't really had a big faction since what? Like Evolution, The Shield, you know, and this is just a great pairing. Of course, Adam Cole's the, probably the star of the of the whole well, thing. Well, you got the hurt business. Yeah, but come on, I don't think we need to go into details about who we don't like on that team, of course. <laughs> um Bobby Lashley. Yeah, scrub. Um honestly, I just <laughs> let's see what they do and for God's sakes, please do not screw up undisputed era in the main roster. They can all go their separate ways. Adam Cole could go to the top. Roderick Strong, he can go to the top. Kyle O'Reilly and, and Roger Strong, they can rule the tag team division. Trust me, they'll be they'll be a good pairing whatsoever. Just do not split them up. Make them like the next evolution because that's what they're probably yeah. going pointing towards. I mean, could you believe? I mean, if we had in, if, if NXT was a thing, evolution would have been in there. They would have been dominating the whole damn team. Triple H being the mastermind. And you had Flair, you know, just with his uh, – just his excellence and, um, you know, all the history and wrestling with him. Um, Batista being, you know, the upcoming star, same with Orton. So just do not screw this up, WWE. Please don't. Undisputed Era, what a fantastic team. And, of course, they needed to go over um, going over Team Lackluster, in my opinion, because Pat McAfee, look, I had to go off on people about this. He, he's a great – don't get me wrong. He's trying it out. We've seen it in other companies. We've seen – you know, guys from other sports or any other show that do wrestling and one that tried out. He kind of looked a little off in this match to me. Like you said, the table spot. Pete Dunn was the only one that to me was interesting. Danny Birch and O'Neill Larkin, credit to them. They proved a little bit more than I thought. Just they just don't seem very they seem I don't know. I didn't see the charisma there and I don't know. I just didn't see them being the team going over and of course thank God they didn't because uh and by the way, undisputed. This is actually their first win. I was actually shocked. Is it? Yeah, they lost okay, last. So I they take lost back last. What I said. Yeah, they lost last year's. They lost when we went, and they lost the first one. Okay, well, I take back everything that I've said. <laughs> I don't know shit. Don't listen to me, listeners. No, please listen to us. Anyway, um, what do you think of the match in general? Uh, match in general. Um, it was actually a pretty good compelling match. It, you know, of course, they always do that thing with the war games advantage. You know, of course, the heel, I believe the heels in this were T McAvee. Um, just the little spots, they little the, the spots they did, it was similar to the women in a way. Of course, you know, at one point, you had McAfee jump from the top doing a just a somersault flip. Um, you know, obviously, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly. They did their little spots, like in the center. I believe it was Pete Dunn. They had, I believe it was um, three members of Undisputed Era. He just kept punching as he was like a running court, like a running lining back, running linebacker practically just punching it back and forth, going to the guy. It's like it was a corner turnbuckle. Um, but what an excellent, you know, what an excellent match. War Games they never disappoint. I just think the team they composed with uh, Team McAfee wasn't there. I think. So no, what no. what do you think what do you, what do you think was the better war games match of the night? What do you think the women killed it over over the, the women the women's easily? I was more entertained with the women. Just just the name okay. credibility right there, in my opinion. Okay. Nothing against this match. Era. This match for me was really boring starting out the the main event. It was really boring starting out. I think the women should have really made it vetted. I mean, the logo is a tank. Who has a tank? 
Shotzi Blackheart. They should have just had them main event. But I understand it would have been odd seeing the men being the warm-up match. But it is what it is. I think match of the night goes to the women, though. Well, I don't I don't think that uh I don't think that anybody could have predicted what these women were gonna do in this match, man. I mean, I, I couldn't. As soon as I heard the match, I was like, Well, that's a hell of a team. Uh, team Shotzi is is really good. It, and then uh excuse me, and then they pulled it out, man, and, and did some stunts that I just didn't expect to happen. And yeah, I mean, I'm I, I really enjoyed uh the Undisputed Era's war games, but I'm uh, then again, you know. It it wasn't the match of the night. It wasn't the the war games match of the night. But dude, these guys the Undisputed Era has been in all four war games. Okay. Where do you go from what they've already done? You know what I mean? So it's it's really hard to keep topping something like that four years in a row. I mean, you've already done I every war games, okay? Every war games that happens they usually pull out them tables and stuff right at around the last entrant in the ring. I want to say the last entrant of the ring goes for these tables. It happened in the women's match. It happened in this match. Yep. So, I mean, it's, it's nobody's fault. I I'm not going to discredit this match whatsoever because of it. It, it, it takes a lot of creativity to go in there and decide how you're going to fuck your body up. So <laughs> like these guys killed it, man. Like they did a really good match and you know, they did the same stare off spot where they like kind of stare off at each other and then they walk towards each other and then they do the brawl. You know what I mean? Um, I think 2018 was the best for that personally. When we were there live, that brawl, when they broke out in that dude, fuck goosebumps, dude, huge pop anyway. Uh, but this was good, dude. This was really good. Um, th- this will take us to the grading. Obviously, we're going to start out with uh, the women's war games match. And uh, this this match, I'm going to give an A, dude. Like, I've, I don't think I ever score a women's match in, in an A. Uh, but this was an A for me. Um, and this was also the match of the night starting out. I'm going to second that. It's a A as well. Very solid match. Everyone work, worked with their chemistry. Um, Raquel Gonzalez worked her height into the into the equation. Ira Shirai just being the high-flying daredevil. Candice LeRae, Dakota Kai. Even just a, just a fitting of Indy Hartwell getting involved. It just it's starting to build up very nicely. And, uh, yeah, the excellent just busted their ass off. And uh, it's like you said, NXT and the women, they have a good – good relationship and keep it going. You guys uh, kicked ass. All right. What are you going to score uh Tomasa Champa and Timothy Thatcher at? You know, that's a very solid match. Um, great chemistry again. I'm going to give it a, actually a B plus thinking maybe would have, in my opinion, it should have went a little longer in my opinion. Um, I think Thatcher should have went over, but it's fine. It, we'll see where this develops here, but I'm going to give it a solid B plus. I'm going to I'm going to give it a B. Um great match. Uh this was a B rating for me. Um solid. I mean, that is not a bad grade whatsoever. Anywhere in the Bs and As, obviously you're doing great in my opinion because I don't really like to rate everything at a B or an A. So, um that'll that'll take us to Dexter Loomis versus Cameron Grimes. What do you score it at? Like we said, this is probably the best draft match we've seen. I don't haven't watched many. I'm going to be very biased on this one and probably give it an A minus just the chemistry there. Just all the little works they did. I thought it was very good. Dexter Loomis worked it out. Cameron Grimes, like you said, you thought it was going to be a squash. It was an entertaining match. And I don't think we'll see if we ever see a a very good strap match, but damn, they, they went out. Um, Generous grade. And that's, what's great about this man is, you know, wrestling entertains people in different ways. So, um, you thought this was, was an a minus. That's a great rating for this match. I'm going to give this a C plus. Um, I thought it was great. And, and to, to my memory, this is the best strap match that I've ever seen just to my memory. So, I mean, um, if you guys have any suggestions on strap matches for me to watch, please, uh, post them, post them on our socials, man. Uh, 
yeah, I, I would love to watch them because now I'm curious. I want to go back and watch some strap matches and see which one uh, would top this one. Um, that's a C plus for me. Um, this takes us to Johnny Gargano, Damian Priest, and Leon Ruff. What do you rate this one at? I'll go with a B plus. Leon Rush, um, <laughs> Leon. Uh, Leo, <laughs> right? Leo, see? I know, right? See? I know they had, they had to have done that on purpose. You, I, I, you know, you gotta catch it. Leo <laughs> it's Rush, a, it's a Leon shot at Leo Rush, man. I'm telling you. Oh yeah, you see it. And honestly, he kind of had the same like wrestling acrobaticness like him. I don't know if you noticed that, but yeah, just um, you know, an excellent match. But I'm gonna give this a probably a B. I'll, I'll go with a B. Leon. Um, God damn it. Leon Ruff gave you that underdog story. And just the two heels just working together and practically tell him to F off. They're, they weren't even competing against each other. They were just practically wanting to take <laughs> his out of the equation. Um, don't know if I can take it more with the scream crap, but at least they eventually showed who it was. So it is what it is. Um, I will say the Austin Theory thing reveal. And if you see him uttering his words, it was me all along, Austin. Um, that was good to touch, but uh, I'm gonna give it a solid. Oh beat. yeah, we didn't even bring that up. That was a nice. We didn't touch. even bring that up in the in, in the match. Who the fuck was that? I didn't that even was, know who that was. That was Austin Theory. He was on the main roster. Who is Austin Theory? Uh, I believe it's from Evolve. He's very. I think he was the champion from there. He's very known. <laughs> I remember, like, I was in a live chat for a reaction reaction video for uh this pay-per-view and as soon as austin theory came out they're like oh it's austin theory and my i commented in the chat who the fuck is austin theory (laughs) yeah he was on raw who is that yeah he yeah he was on (laughs) raw actually he was teaming with uh andrade and then his whole group (laughs) okay so what'd you give this match i give it a b Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> give this. To, I'm gonna just to just to bring this up before you say something. I'm on Austin Theory's Wikipedia page, and I see his ring names, and they are, I don't know if this is somebody joking around, but it says Austin Gargano on there. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm gonna give it a C plus. Match was good. Um. Solid match, very entertaining. If Leon Ruff would have went over in this match, I think that I would have given it a B plus. But um, uh, I'm not mad at the finish either way. I'm just saying uh, how I felt while watching the match. I really thought that Leon Ruff was going to go over, and I was I was a little bit disappointed that he didn't. But I'm never disappointed that uh, Johnny Gargano was the champion because he's one of my favorites. My boy. This will bring us. To, yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Takeover. So this will this will bring us to the the main event, which is the final war games match. Um, I will go ahead and start with this rating, and I'm gonna give this a solid B plus. Um, I thought the match was good. It was a very slow start. Um, it had a lot of storytelling in it. Um, but as war games does, it always, it continues to do, it always surprises me and it always keeps me on my toes. I just love war games, man. I love the match. It's hard for me to rate anything under a B plus. So that's my rating for this one. B plus. I'm going to go B minus on this. You know, I've said it to multiple people. I think nothing wrong with Pat McCaffrey, but I think they should have put other people in there. We always give the main roster in WWE shit. When a legend comes in or somebody that's not even on the roster could have gave the spot to someone else. I just think it was a very lackluster team on Teep McAfee um, or McCaffrey, whatever. Um, you know, undisputed win over. And I must uh, let me fix that from earlier. They actually won two, two and uh, two war games matches. They won the first one. Lost See, the last I knew game. it. Okay. I knew yeah, it. I was like, that didn't sound right. I So, yeah, they won the first one, lost the two. Lost two in a row, and then they just won this one. So it's kind of a, you know, I knew it. Set them out you of the way. You messed me all up. I know. I was I, I was going to go right uh, on to watching war games right after this, just to I make know. sure that I wasn't. You're like, tripping. hey, you fucking liar! I'm like, Whoop. <laughs> um, okay, good. But so I'm anyways, glad we fixed that. Yeah. In anyways, though, I'm going to give it a B minus. At least they put the right team over because I would been. Very furious if they had Team McCaffrey getting one over on the Dispute Era. Um, Pat McCaffrey works the mic very well. 
think he needs more work in the ring, but you know, he proved his worth. Um, I just think they should have put someone else in because they were scrambling at the last minute to get people. You put Pete Dunn in there. You put Olney Larkin and Danny Burch in there, which I think are going to be jobbers in the main roster if they ever get called up. But it is what it is. Um, but I'm going to go with a B- minus on this one. Probably my worst rating for the whole card. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it is, man. You've rated this whole card pretty high. Um, what what do you think uh what's what's your final score for the whole pay-per-view and you know all together? You know, with everything, the women's women's war games match was probably the best. I was very high on the strap match. So those were the very two ones that got me off my seat and uh, interested. Um just a solid card though, very, very solid. Just think the last match was kind of the probably the follow the the sleeper for me. Um, but I'll be generous with this and I'm going to go with a B plus on this one. I'm going to rate this pay-per-view at a solid a man. Um, and I'm going to say this. I, I, I think I'll go a minus just cause I'm going to go a minus just, okay. I'm going to go a minus on right. this one. Would've Good got recovery. a plus. It would have went to a plus if he had a better team for the last match, but. We'll go A minus. I'm 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 stuck. I'm sticking with my guns, man. This is a solid A, and I'm gonna say this, man. I think this was the best takeover of the year. Um, War Games usually is for me, so um, they didn't disappoint this year either. Um, I really liked the lighting that they had in in the arena um, last night. I thought it was really different. Um, they kind of had that, you know, how the lighting dims when they, when they announce the championship matches, that kind of, is kind of what it reminded me. That's of what I got. That's started. what I got out of it. And the war games just always delivers. And they give you that like war vibe, like, you know, the siren going off and practically saying all the rules and whatnot. It's just, it goes into a full on brawl and they probably yeah. they recovered it so well. Cause WCW effed it all up. What a great recovery for NXT to pick it up and, you know, keep it going. I'm just wondering what they're going to do next year. I don't think Undisputed Era is going to be involved, but who knows? Who knows? Yeah, man. Um, solid card. Um, like I said, best best takeover of the year for me personally. This is just my opinion, folks, but um, I, I loved it, man. I had a lot of fun watching this, and uh, this weekend was kind of a drag for me. Uh, some personal issues going on, but um, this this really picked up the mood for me. So I'm I'm really glad that I got to watch it. Um, yeah, best takeover of the year for me. Uh, next week we will be finally doing an interview segment. So uh, we will be releasing the interview with uh, William Quintana from Prestige Wrestling. So I know you guys love your interview segments. Um, they're coming, man. They're coming. We just had so there's so many wrestling events going on right now that we have to review and we have to dig into this. So these things come first, unfortunately. So, um, yeah, I mean, next week, uh, you can expect the interview with a uh, prestige wrestling, man. It's, it's a lot of fun. I hope you guys enjoy it. Um, we got a lot of interview segments coming up and then we got some other fun events that we're going to be running. We also got uh, the best match of 1997. And, uh, that's also a watch along couple watch alongs, a lot of fun. And, you know, we got, uh, Conrad Cushman coming to the show. So we have, we're, we're going to do a two parter. So if this, if the, the first part cuts off and it's a little weird, um, don't be, uh, don't be alarmed. The second part is coming. We're going to split this into two. It was a really long interview. It was about two and a half hours. So we're going to split this into, um, two interviews and, uh, yeah, it's going to be fun, man. Lots of cool stuff coming your way. Uh, Micah Taylor's returning to the show. I haven't even announced that on our socials yet, but he's coming along with three other surprise independent wrestlers, and I'm really excited for that. Um, this is going to be a, a inter- interesting show, right? Because uh, James is actually going to be a part of this interview segment with me, and I never really have him on interviews. So this is his first one coming on the interview segment. He was also on the Connor uh on the Connor Cush- or Conrad Cushman episode. Sorry. I, I don't know why I keep calling this guy Connor, man. <laughs> um, <laughs> he's on the Conrad Cushman episode as well. So um, yeah, we're going to start incorporating uh, my co-host into these interview segments, man. Um, it's really hard for him to do weekend shows. So if I do an interview on the weekend, which is usually the case, I'm usually doing my interview segments on the weekends. If they're on the weekends, um, 
James just cannot make that schedule. So if we can schedule stuff in the week, James can be a part of it. How excited are you to be a part of these interviews, man? Of course, you know, you like to hear from the wrestlers because I've, you know, obviously heard from you. I've heard from other podcasters. It's uh, it's a new experience because you're hearing in depth from them. You know, it's like you're it's like you're talking to them like you're face to face with them and you're getting all the information and their thoughts. And you just turn into, you know, a little kid. It's like talking to one of your idols or just learning about other wrestling prospects that are upcoming in other companies or even you know, managers, whatever you name it. So you like to learn. And that's what we try to do here in the wrestling community, trying to get all the other wrestling, wrestling uh, personnels out there and get some spotlight on them. And, you know, eventually they'll be on your favorite shows, WWE, Raw, SmackDown, AEW, you name it. So you learn a lot from all these other wrestlers. Fun stories too, and and good and good times, man. It is a lot of fun, and it's a whole different perspective when you hear it from somebody in the business rather than just a fan. But I love what we do, man. I we are fans, and 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 hearing it from the fans' perspective is very important, man, because you can hear all these stories from the inside all you want, but it's never going to be really the same as what you feel as a fan by listening to it. And that's what I feel like we we can provide you here on the pro wrestling shoot is. Two, two giant wrestling fans that can just give you the great perspective of a wrestling fan. And of course, it's just our opinion, but that's what that's what gives us, you know, the time to talk about it with you guys and everything else, you know, communicate on social media, whatever. And, you know, not necessarily debate, but talk, you know, and, and hear differences or whatever the case may be, or even opinions, ideas, everything. It's so much fun to be a wrestling fan. And I, I'm so glad that I started this podcast to begin with, man, because I've had a lot of fun on this journey and we're just getting started, man. This is this is episode 26. So um, we're we're trying to shoot to the moon, man. I, I know I release weekly episodes and occasionally I'll throw two two uh, episodes at at you. But for the most part, I'd like to keep it weekly. And I'm really excited to reach that 100 episode mark. And when we do reach that 100 episode mark. I think we're going to go back to where we started and um, he's already agreed to it. So I hope he doesn't change his mind, but we are going to bring um, the devil himself Drexel back on the show at episode 100 and uh, many more. We got a lot of uh, surprises. Once we reach that, it's going to be more than just uh, one wrestler. It's going to be a series of, of wrestlers in short segments is what I plan to do for that big 100 episodes. Yeah. We got Sting coming on the pod and just fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Don't fuck with me like that, man. No, that's, I know. That's no. getting me too excited. You know. book, you book Sting, dude, you book Sting <laughs> and I am forever in your graces. <laughs> <laughs> oh, of course. Oh, Steve Morton is coming to the pro wrestling show. Oh shit. <laughs> that's the best Christmas gift you could ever give me. James. God damn. <laughs> oh man. He just gave me goosebumps just thinking about that. That's my dream interview, man. I'd love to. I'd love to interview Sting and get him on the show. But no, um, you, you I know, got it, you fake Sting coming. I got fake Sting coming for you. Instead. <laughs> You're fine I'll take it. I'll take it. Anyway, uh, yeah, guys, this is uh, I'm Jesse Carter. This is James Bernard Jr. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Pro Wrestling Shoot, and you can follow us on Twitter at TPWS Podcast. And also, you can follow my personal Twitter at Carter Inc. That's C A R D E R I N C. James, where can they follow you? You guys can follow me at Twitter at Shallow951. That's S H A L O W951. Or hit me up on Facebook at James Bernard Jr. And uh, trust me, you can ask me any questions, any topics, name it, we'll cover it. We got you guys covered. And uh, that's, what, that's what the wrestling community is about. We're all family and we're trying to keep wrestling alive. And, uh, you know, we're just all one family together, enjoying the same thing, all the different opinions and whatnot. We're here. All right. And on that note, man, we will see you guys next week with Prestige Wrestling. Take it easy, guys. The Pro Wrestling Shoot listeners, it is I, Conrad Cushman from Everything Pro Wrestling, here to let you know that Everything Pro Wrestling is a show by the fans for the fans. And you guys can catch us on YouTube where we record all of our podcast episodes live, where we get fan interaction, 
fan feedback, and get your thoughts on everything happening in the pro wrestling world. So do us a favor. Join us on Wednesdays after AEW Dynamite at 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Join us in the live stream. Come on in and leave your thoughts about AEW Dynamite. We also do pay-per-view reviews for all of your favorite companies, whether it's WWE, NXT, New Japan, Impact Wrestling, Ring of Honor. Sometimes we even pop up with a local indie review. Just make sure you're subscribed to Everything Pro Wrestling on YouTube. And if you want to listen to us on the go and you want to just listen to the audio versions, we are also featured on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Now, let's get back to listening to Jesse and the Pro Wrestling Shoot. Don't forget to check out Rent Ray Podcast every Thursday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Central, 2 p.m. Pacific on YouTube, which is my name, Brennan Martin. Look up Brennan Martin. It features a profile of myself and Chavo Guerrero. And and Rant Ray Podcast contains four main hosts, which is myself, Jordan Little, Andrew Hawking, and David St. Dennis, as we discuss out news, sports, video games, movies, TV shows, pro wrestling, and much, much more, and also exclusive interviews as well, including talent from Prestige Wrestling, Fi, Without a Cause, I mean, and a whole lot more, including former WWE superstars and also current AEW superstars as well. Don't forget to check out the Facebook page, which is Rant Ray Podcast, and also the Twitter page at RNR Podcast 19, capital RNRP, rest for it, lowercase, including number 19. Same handle with Instagram, but all of its lowercase, including number 19. And don't forget to check out the, to listen all podcasts, including Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprout, and many more, many available platforms as well. And also do not forget to check out the store, which is brainbusterdees.com for your Rent Ray Podcast merch, including the fanny pack, face mask, t-shirts, uh, hoodies, stickers, hats, uh, hoodies, sweatshirts, tank top, joggers, a beanie as well, and many more to go. So that, and to look that up is brainbusterdees.com slash other slash rant dash and dash rave dash podcast slash and always the rant and rave podcast